Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John, and today I'm going to be talking about the Cities Supplement by Chaosium Inc. Okay, so you'll have heard me mention this supplement in Friday's episode about the allure of old books. The version I'm looking at is the third edition of it. The original two editions were published by Midkemia Press. Obviously, this version is published by Chaosium in 2013. So, a fair while ago. Now, I can't remember who recommended this to me. Like I say, probably Jason or one of the other anchorites. But at the time, I was musing about running a cities-based campaign. And someone said, well, you should uh, have a look at uh, this supplement. And it took a little bit of scouting around to find it because it's not like being printed currently. But it's also not super rare, so it didn't take too long. And it didn't cost the earth when I found it. The book is written by Stephen Abrahams, John Eversom of Midkemia Press. And in the short blurb at the start by the two authors... They explain that they tried to think of everything that could happen in a city and put the results into table form so that with a few rolls, a games master had the germ of a situation or an encounter that they could use to run a reasonably, a reasonable facsimile of an actual living city in a campaign. And this is a universal supplement, so there's no real stats or anything in it like that. You can pretty much use it in whatever game you want, although the results are skewed more towards your typical sort of pseudo-medieval fantasy city that you'd find in like your D&D games, your Forgotten Realms, and stuff like that. Our first few pages of actual information are the Encounter Matrix. It's a double-page spread of tables, which covers the gamut of the various different quarters of the city. So Main Street, Lesser Street, uh, There's in the poor quarters, there's Main Streets and Lesser Streets in the wealthy quarters. And there's also a few entries for like day, evening and night for towns, so smaller settlements, so that's handy. There's also merchant quarters in cities. Uh, main streets, lesser streets, etc. And for each of these different types of streets, you get day, evening, and night encounters. And the, the sort of encounters you tend to get are things like already occurring. You effectively wander into the middle of something. Barbarians, warriors, towns watch, slavers, soldiers. So like I say, the, the more sort of pseudo-medieval D&D stuff. Magicians, government officials, pilgrims, beggars, thieves, aristocrats, sage coffle. I'm not sure what a coffle is. Work gangs, priests, adventurers, townspeople, prostitutes, assassins, major personages, local characters, animals, protesters, circuses, non-humans, god or goddesses, you know, if you go for that high fantasy vein, why not? No encounter, events, or special. And then on the pages after that, we get a number of subtables which further break down each of those entries. So on the already occurring table, it basically says that the following scenes are witnessed by the player characters. They may or may not become involved, modify or omit as needed. And I won't go into all of these, but it's a D100 chart and it covers everything from a fire to wizard jewels to police raiding an underworld hangout to player characters witnessing a theft, a cage monster breaking loose or two drunks fighting. We then get a series of tables which break down the other entries on the list. So barbarians might be a, a barbarian being laughed at, insulted or mocked by the townsfolk. 
uh, a barbarian hunting down an enemy mercenary warriors who are looking for friends or are on a quest or maybe want vengeance town's watch guards being off duty guards chasing street urchins soldiers that accidentally bump into the player characters potentially starting a bit of a conflict off-duty soldiers sightseeing or drinking carousing slavers trying to chase down uh, their slaves that have escaped magicians who want to hire an adventure to an assassinate a rival uh, a magician confronting the town watch or casting a spell government officials reading proclamations uh, shadowing enemy agents or even being assassinated pilgrims uh, hiring an escort for a holy quest seeking others to accompany them on pilgrimages and you get the idea each of these tables they they're not always d100 a lot of them are d20 but they break down the the earlier encounters so you with a few rolls you can sort of add further detail to them we also occasionally get some additional details so in the aristocrats table you roll a d100 for the incident you then have additional little tables where you can determine the aristocrats rank their home and the number of retainers they have and one thing i have noticed is although on a number of these it says roll a d100 for the incident that's occurring you still only get a d20 table so i think there's a, a bit of a mismatch on the text there but it's not terribly difficult to work out to be honest we then have a master table of townspeople where if you need to come up with some random townsfolk you can roll on it you may get madmen drunk or drugged townsfolk peasants hags rumor mongers sailors prophets holy men merchants and again you get some smaller tables breaking those down so if you rolled a hag result if you rolled a 19 a hag would prophesy something about a player character an important town personage the town or the kingdom and there's a 60 percent chance that that might actually come true we then have a table of animals you know if you come across any random animals in the street let's have a look at this gods and goddesses table to see what we get here the player characters here of a deity present in the city perhaps manifesting in a temple roll a d20 on a result of one to ten the result is unsubstantiated on 11 to 20 the report comes from a reputable eyewitness <laughs> two on a lock a deity is at a tavern in bath gambling house etc or the player characters encounter a disguised deity and obviously you can tweak or ignore these rules as suits your game but I think it's really entertaining to have these here. And they offer some great idea fodder if you are running your own cities. We've got a random table of events. That could be your stereotypical you know, dishwater falling from an upper story window on a player character. To a passing wagon splashing mud on them. To hearing a scream from a nearby alleyway. And then special it says this should be an encounter specifically designed for the particular town or city it gives a few possibilities but with that one you really are supposed to customize something for your own city and game we have a table of missions so if you've got like a magician who wants to hire someone for a mission you could roll here to determine what they're trying to do who they're trying to do it to what places are going to be involved what goods they're moving stuff like that we then get a a very fairly brief breakdown of lodgings and it gives six quality levels here ranging from one bad 
all the way up to six superb and you get breakdowns of what they mean in terms of these tables likewise the quality of the food has a similar scale and then we're given some food and lodging prices in gold pieces i'm not sure how they stack up against various versions of DD &D or whatever but you know you, again you could take that or leave it as you see fit we get a number of dice ranges to determine randomly if you want the number of customers in a tavern and we get four distinct time slots for that the morning 5am to 10am day 10am to 5pm evening 5pm to 11pm and night 11pm to 5am and we get it broken down by the general location like poor quarter lower middle quarter merchant quarter upper middle quarter and wealthy quarter depending on where the tavern is in the city we get a table where you can randomly roll to determine what the particular patron that they've bumped into in a tavern is ranging from townsfolk to warriors magicians etc we get an aristocrat background an occupational background table where you know if you've got a random npc and you want to give them a bit more flavor you could roll on this table and go oh actually they're a peddler or they're a scribe or a sculptor and it's very easy to do we get a, a table which helps you determine the amount of street traffic at any time in a city and a table to do with how many animals are located in a stable and the availability of such services the next chapter is titled Populating Villages, Towns and Cities and unsurprisingly it contains tables for populating villages of up to 400 people and for populating larger towns and cities. The village tables tell games masters what can be found in the smallest hamlet to larger villages. As size increases the chances of taverns, blacksmiths, open markets and other services also increases. We get some genuine general instructions on how to use it and on my copy here because it's held together with staples i can see there's been a fair bit of rust on the staples there at some point in the past but never mind moving on to villages we get a number of tables that basically allow you to determine how many buildings there are going to be in a settlement what the frequency of open markets and bazaars are what sort of contents they're likely to contain how many craftsmen there would be there what sort of businesses are represented and then we move on to a similar sort of subsection for towns and cities all of these have examples in them and again we get distribution of businesses other sorts of buildings there might be um, what sort of buildings you'd have in various quarters of a city uh, what sort of professionals you would have in a city and again various business types you'd find located and then we have a chapter called character catch-up and it tells us that this section is a result of one night's inspiration and several months of playtesting the need for such tables became apparent in our own fantasy rpg when players had characters which had run with different games masters and were in different time frames we wanted to run those characters together normally this isn't a problem but in some cases several characters have profoundly influenced the events in our campaign and could not be moved back in time and what this effectively amounts to is a series of random tables where if you're a case of like oh actually this this one character would have need three weeks time to catch up to this other character you can roll on this random table to quickly determine what happened to them over those three weeks or whatever and i don't know how much i'd use that to be honest but you know it's it's a nice thing i can see where they came up with it for their game and then we have a few notes and tables based around 
befriending people, uh, marriages, uh, military careers, and stuff like that. And we have a, a sort of player character roster, a blank one, as the final page for that player character catch-up form. So what do I actually think of this book? Well, to be honest, I think your use for this book, if you even if you can get hold of a copy, is going to vary depending on how much you use big cities in your game. It's very much designed for the bigger cities. And yeah, there are some like nods to smaller settlements in here, but it's quite clear, even from the name cities, that its main purpose is to enable you to run these larger settlements with some degree of verisimilitude and sort of realism in inverted commas in your game. And I think it does well for that. The only thing I would say is that because there's so many nested tables in this supplement, you're probably best, rather than rolling things entirely randomly at the tabletop, is to maybe roll a few things in advance and jot them down on like an index card or on in your online notes or whatever you're doing so that you're not having to roll through six different tables and flip through the book at during your game. You can just sort of go, all right, okay, I've uh, rolled... I've rolled up they're bumping into a merchant and you've got like three or four rolled up and you can then just like roll them straight out into the game and you're not going to be wasting time or slowing the game down as you flip through the book looking for all the various tables now because it's a small book it doesn't really have an index page or even a contents page to be perfectly honest which i don't mind forgiving a little bit because it's an older book and all of the tables pretty much have giant titles on them. So flipping through, it's not difficult to spot them. However, I'm not sure I'd want to be doing that at the actual gaming table. So I think I'd probably use it mostly between games to like roll stuff up. And I'm certainly planning on using it to add a bit of extra variety and detail to our main settlement of New Zealand in our smoke and snow game. So... There we go. That's the Supplement Cities by Stephen Abrams and John Everson. Third edition published by Chaosium Inc. 2013. Like I said, I don't think it's currently available. So if you want to get hold of a copy, you might have to do a bit of digging around. But certainly when I looked for it a short while back, it wasn't terribly rare and expensive to find. So I'm sure there's some copies out there. And if you're running big cities or you just want some inspiration for settlements, these tables are pretty useful and I've certainly enjoyed reading them to see what the authors consider to be essential for a fantasy city in a game. So there we go, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you want to get in touch, maybe tell us about how you run cities in your game or what books you found useful, then you can leave us a voicemail message at Speakpipe or Anchor. There's a link down below, you might be featured in a future episode or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com so until we see you again take care stay safe and whatever you're playing have fun